anywhere I go, I think I can fit in. Like, I, I can do a lot of things on the floor. And I think that's the beauty about me, the beauty about being school Henderson. Like I said, I'm going to get a 110% effort every time. You know, I'm, a, I'm an attacker, I'm a facilitator, and I can do a lot of things on the floor. So, you know, I think I can fit in anywhere. This is Damian Lillard, and you're listening to The Briefcase with Casey Holdog. Greetings, Blazer fans, and welcome to The Briefcase, episode 42 of The Briefcase. I am your host, Casey Holdall, and that was Sterling Scoot Henderson, a 6'3 guard who played the last two seasons for the G League Ignite and who worked out for the Portland Trailblazers Saturday morning at their facility in Tualatin. Henderson averaged 16.5 points on 43% shooting from the field, 28% shooting from three, and 76% shooting from the line, 6.8 assists, 4.3 rebounds, and 1.1 steals in 30.7 minutes per game for the Ignite and is widely assumed to be one of the first players selected at the upcoming 2023 NBA Draft. And since the Trailblazers have the third pick, not to mention the 23rd and 43rd picks, Henderson visited Portland for one of the few workouts he's participating in during the pre-draft process. And while some might question his fit alongside Damian Lillard, Scoot himself seems to harbor no such reservations about sharing a backcourt with Dame Dollar. We'll hear from Scoot Henderson about the workout with the Trailblazers, recap some of the players who have come through Portland this week, and quickly consider the NBA Finals after the Nuggets cruise to a win versus the Heat in Game 1 on this edition of The Briefcase. Before we get into the local NBA news, let's discuss real quickly what's happening in the NBA on the national level. As mentioned in the intro, the Nuggets bested the Heat 104-93 in Denver Thursday night in Game 1 of the 2023 NBA Finals. As predicted, Miami had no answer for Nikola Jokic, few do by the way, and he finished the game with 27 points on 8 of 12 shooting from the field. Again, that's 27 points on 12 shots, 14 assists, and 10 rebounds in 40 minutes. Denver basically dared anyone but Jimmy Butler to beat them, and while Bam Adebayo had one of the best statistical games of the postseason with 26 points on 13 of 25 shooting, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists in 40 minutes, you get the sense that Denver was perfectly content with letting him feast on mid-range jumpers as long as Jimmy Butler didn't do the same, and as long as the rest of the team didn't hit from 3. And they didn't. With Caleb Martin going 1 of 7 from the field for 3 points, and Max Strus and Duncan Robinson combining to go 1 of 14 from 3, regression to the mean seemed to be the name of the game for the Heat in Game 1. However, they did have some success with their zone in the 4th quarter of Thursday's game, and while that could have just been a product of the Nuggets leading by 21 going into the 4th, it felt to me like something Eric Spolstra and the Heat can build on going into Game 2, not that he needs my advice by the way, which is scheduled for Sunday at 5pm on ABC. And speaking of Eric Spolstra, let's go ahead and talk about the coaching carousel real fast. Frank Vogel has been named the new head coach of the Suns. Monty Williams, who was fired by the Suns after looting to the Nuggets in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs, is headed to Detroit to take over the reins for the Pistons. Nick Nurse, who was released from the Raptors after they missed the postseason this year, is off to Philadelphia to replace Doc Rivers as the 76ers' new head coach. And Adrian Griffin will get his first crack as an NBA head coach after being hired to replace Mike Budenholzer in Milwaukee. Adrian Wojnarowski is also reporting that former Trailblazers head coach Terry Stotts is joining Adrian Griffin's staff in Milwaukee, where he was also a head coach years ago. Best of luck 80 times a year, Terry. Now, let's get back to what really matters right now in Rip City, the pre-draft process. Portland hosted three pre-draft workouts this week, one with Amen and Asar Thompson, the twin brothers who are both currently projected to be drafted in the top 10 after playing the last two seasons for the Overtime Elite. They each had solo workouts on Tuesday of this week. The next day, Portland hosted Kobe Bryant out of Missouri, City Cisco out of the G League Ignite, Trace Jackson out of Indiana, Miles Kelly out of Georgia Tech, Naquan Tomlin out of Kansas State, 
and Jalen Wilson out of Kansas for a group workout. Most of those players are currently projected to go anywhere from late in the first round to going undrafted. And of course, Portland hosted Scoot Henderson in a solo workout Saturday morning. So with the NBA draft less than three weeks away, the Trailblazers have held five workouts at the facility in Tualatin, featuring a total of 21 players. The majority have been wings with a few bigs and a few guards scattered in between, and obviously positions are less defined in modern basketball, so I think that's part of the reason why they seem to be looking at more guard-forward combos coming through Portland for workouts. As in, there are just more guard-forward combo players in basketball these days. Though when you consider some of the comments made by Joe Cronin and Chauncey Billups at the end of the season, and consider the areas that the Trailblazers most need to address from a skill perspective, bringing in a number of guard forwards who are defensive-minded makes a whole lot of sense. When you need a combination of defensive versatility, toughness, size, and three-point shooting, the 2-3-4 positions are usually where you'll look first. And if you have a guy that can play 2, 3, and 4, even better. If you can play 2 to 3, that's good too. If you can play 3 and 4, that's great. But if you can only play one of those positions, that becomes a little more difficult for the Trailblazers, who are really looking to add broad talent to the roster this offseason. But those positions and those skills also feel like something that the Blazers might address specifically later on in the draft, either with the 23rd pick or the 43rd pick, or heck, maybe a pick they end up with through a trade at some point in time before or during the draft. Because at three, I imagine they're looking to shoot the moon and to bring in a player who could be transformative for the organization. And with that said, let's go ahead and hear from Scoop. Henderson, a native of Marietta, Georgia, is considered to be the best point guard in the 2023 NBA draft, and the consensus, which really doesn't mean much if anything, as basically everyone is lying at this juncture in the pre-draft process, seems to be that he would go second to Charlotte if they didn't already have LaBello Ball at the point. Obviously, the Trailblazers have a similar situation with Damian Lillard, who was at the practice facility for Scoot's workout, who is still in his prime. Though I would imagine that if the Trailblazers do end up selecting for themselves at three, they'll take whoever they think the best player is, position be damned. And for what it's worth, ESPN has Henderson heading to Portland with the third overall pick in their most recent mock draft. Here's what ESPN's John Javoni had to say about Scoot to the Trailblazers. Quote, Sources say Henderson is also very interested in Charlotte's situation and would welcome hearing his name called second, as much due to geographic proximity to his hometown of Marietta, Georgia, as the excitement over new ownership that is possibly taking over the Hornets organization this summer. If that doesn't materialize, landing in Portland and being mentored by Damian Lillard is also viewed as an attractive option. There's belief the two can play together along with last season's top 10 pick, Shaden Sharp, and that Henderson can eventually take the reins of the franchise in the coming years. End quote. And while it's not exactly a surprise considering he's a great guy and one of the NBA's most dynamic players, Henderson talked about his affinity for Dame after his workout on Saturday, going so far as to say that he texted Dame asking for advice a few years ago. Obviously, almost every player wants to be selected as high as possible in the draft, regardless of which team it might be, though Henderson seemed to be sincerely excited about the possibility of playing behind and eventually alongside Dame. So let's go ahead and hear what Henderson had to say about his workout with the Trailblazers, what he's trying to show during the pre-draft process, his case for being the top pick, playing in the G League rather than going the NCAA route, Damian Lillard, his former coach Pooh Jetter, who was also at Saturday's workout, and how he would describe himself personally on and off the court. It went really well. I know areas where I need to work in, and that's the same thing I've been working on all summer. And um, it, went, it went really well, though. What are those areas? Um, just communicating still. Um, you know, I got better at it over the, over the last two years with Ignite, but um, I'm still, you know, still progressing. What did Ignite kind of give you a, a leg up, or how did it help you? Um, definitely just in that pro environment, you know, flying, um, sleeping and being able to sleep on flights. Little things like that <laughs> is a, 
it's a huge thing. I, I know people tell me all the time when I get in the league, it's going to be like that either every other day. Mm-hmm. What do you want to showcase or what do you want to show, like, your strengths? What, what, what are you most proud of in, in terms of your game? I just want to show my personality and uh, who I am on the court and off the court. You know, um, just try to bring that spark to, to anywhere I go mm-hmm. and bring myself there um, and just staying present. We've been here for a couple of weeks. We've seen, like, multiple people in workouts. This is just you today. Mm-hmm. Do you thrive in situations like for this? For sure. That's what I've been doing all summer, you know, working out by myself. Um, like, no shade to any any other prospects, you know, working out with, but you know, I, that's what I do. That's what I've been doing. Um, me and my sister and me and maybe, like, a few guys, but I prosper in, you know, one-on-one workouts. You say you and your sister. Mm-hmm. Tell us about your sister. She the GOAT. Um, <laughs> she the Marietta GOAT. You know, uh, huge, in, huge in Marietta and in Georgia in general in women's sports. Um, and I, take, I try to take my, my confidence that she has, and um, I just try to instill that in my game as well. So How that, many of these are you just doing the here in Charlotte, or are there more teams? Uh, I think it's one more um, in Charlotte. Is this stressful for you? Nah, man, I'm living the dream. This is the dream right here. You know, what I mean, this is the dream of what I've always wanted. You know, um, you know, my plate might be full, but I'm eat. I'm, I'm hungry. So um, that's what. I, this is what I. This is what I work my whole life for. This is what I. Me and my dad and my sister, all them hours in the gym. Uh, me and my trainer. So you know, I'm here. I'm living the dream. If you were going to make the case for yourself to be the top pick, how would you do it? What would you say? You know, you always want a guy like me. You know, that, that dog mentality, uh, just my personality, you know, the culture I bring to the locker room. You know, I'm a good, I'm a great leader. You know, I'll tell, tell what's up, you know, um, and I can do everything on the floor. You know, I can do everything on the floor. I could, I'm going to go out there and give my 110% every day, and that's the thing about me. I'm very consistent in, in effort, and uh, even if it's not there, you know, I just try to, even though the next game, you know, I try to get right to it. Give it 120 if I didn't give it 110 last game. So you're only going to work out for three teams, you said. But since the Blazers are known maybe looking to shop this pick, you could land almost anywhere in the NBA. Have you given that any thought? Amen. Um, yeah, I gave it some thought, you know, but I just wanted to come out here and showcase my talent, you know. And, uh, you know, it's, a, it's an honor being out here. It's a blessing, you know. Being in the position I'm in right now, so you know I'm just here, like like I said, living the dream. Have you had any conversations with Dane during this whole process? Do you guys know each other? <clears throat> nah. The crazy thing is, I texted Dane like 2021, asking for advice of like you know just little things in the game that that hoopers know. But and he texted back like earlier, I want to say earlier this year or, or last year, and uh, that's the only relationship that we have. I seen him when I came in, you know, dap him up. It's, it's really cool. You know? he's here. Yeah, he's he's a dog too so <laughs> you, had you what, what are your what is your thought about you know let's say they were to keep the pick and they were to take the third how do you think i mean you know it's been it's been a thing here you know for a number of years you know first dame and cj and then dame and simons now it's, exactly it's always the whole you know can two you know six foot two six foot three guards yeah. you know, play together and have that be a winning a, you know winning thing is like how, how do you kind of see yourself as you know different from those two are like how, how do you think those guys are going to work um those guys have different games than me right. so anywhere i go i think i can fit in like I, I can do a lot of things on the floor and i think that's the beauty about me and the beauty about you know being school henderson um like i said i'm gonna give it i'm gonna get a 110 effort every time um you know I'm a, I'm a attacker i'm a facilitator and i could do a lot of things on the floor so you know i think i can fit in anywhere I what is your the experience like here in portland and what was kind of the message that management here is is to you about. Nah, it's really cool out here. Um, a lot of greenery, a lot of greenery. It's a lot of trees. Like, I'm, I'm come from Marietta, so in Georgia, that's pretty. Um, a lot of green over there, but nah, over here, it's, it's beautiful over here. Um, the management is great. You know, I met everybody. Um, no, I'm just, I'm just blessed to be here. I'm honored to be here. 
You got a guy in Pooh that knows yes, sir. very well. Absolutely. Could you talk about that relationship and kind of how he's helped you in this process? Man, he here right now. That's you know that that says a lot. Um, you know, me and Pooh relationship. We built a relationship two years ago, and I knew it was going to be a relationship that I needed in the future as well. And uh, you know, I just went with it, and you know, he mentored me as a 17 year old. He he brought me in and you know chopped it up with me. And it's a lot of things off the floor that we talk about. You know, not just. You know, basketball, he tells me, you know, hold the follow through, exaggerate the follow through, little things like that on the court. But um, Pooh's Poo my guy, man. Pooh's my guy. You know, I love Pooh. Um, helped me a lot in the last two years. That's all I can say. And the fact that he's here is kind of funny. So, More often than not, when you're a top three pick, you're going to a younger team. This is a, an older team. If you end up in Portland as a rookie, can you impact winning? And, and if so, how? Definitely. I think I can impact winning um, anywhere I go. Just bringing bring my, my talent there. But here, you know, like I said, uh, those guys have fill in different areas of the game that I think where the holes may, may be that I can fill in as well. So, uh, you know, I think I can impact winning anywhere I go in, in here, especially, you know, just being guard dynamic and, you know, being able to open the floor um, in many ways, you know, being able to pass it, have vision. So, yeah, I think I can impact winning. Specifically, how do you think your game and Dane's game complement each other? Um, honestly, I love watching Dane's game, um, you know, watch film on him. And I think we kind of just um, – Link, as in, you know, he, he's an off-the-dribble shooter, catch-and-shoot dribble, um, catch-and-shoot uh, shooter. Um, he can drive to the basket. He can do a lot of things on the floor. If he can pass, um, lead at, at, a, at a high level. And uh, I think I can do those things as well, just areas where, you know, I might be, you know, faster just because I got younger legs, and little things like that, but that I can, you know, really bring to the team. Especially for your age, you guys, you seem like you just have, like, a high level of confidence, which I love. Mm-hmm. Where does that come from? Uh, it comes from my family always hyping me up. It comes from... You know, uh, just me, my dad, all them hours of working out. And, uh, you know, that's what, it, that's what it does. You know, it gives you that confidence to go out there and perform and, and to do it in front of whoever. So, What did you ask Dame about when you texted him a few years back? I asked him for advice of, you know, forgetting about the last shot and uh, going on to the next play. And, you know, he just seemed like a whole paragraph back. So that was pretty cool. And <laughs> me and Dame, actually, it was like a USA call, and I was uh, – at one of the USA camps. I think it was like before COVID or after COVID. But um, he was on the call and I was like, dang, it's Dane Lillard. <laughs> so, that's cool. You talked about wanting to show your personality. How would you describe mm-hmm. your personality? Um, just very, very confident. Um, you know, friendly, friendly. Um, and just myself. You know, a lot of people, um, you know, just try to fit in. But, uh, you know, I, I make everybody, you know, comfortable around me. Uh, everybody loves me. Um, so that's what I try to, that's what I try to portray. And I try to help myself and make myself perceive as people as, yeah. you know, just myself and unique and, uh, just one of a kind really. So there you go. Scoot Henderson discussing his workout in Portland and everything around who he is and who he wants to be and what he's trying to bring to an organization. I feel like Scoot comported himself really well in interviews. Everything he talked about himself being kind of friendly and excited about the process and welcoming I really got that sense from Scoot talking about being a person in the locker room that you can rely on, how he's consistent in his effort and what he's going to bring to a team. I think those are all really important things. And the other thing about Scoot too that I would say is that I wouldn't say he was necessarily really drilled or or really dialed in with his comments. He just really seemed to be speaking from the heart about what he was seeing, what he was going through and what he was interested in. So in a process that sometimes can feel not necessarily forced, but just kind of rote and repetitive and kind of guys tend to say the same things or whatever the case may be. I just thought it was really interesting to have Scoot come in and again, just kind of free flow with a little bit. That's what you want from a point guard. Improvisation both on and off the court. 
Well, that's going to do it for this edition of The Briefcase. It sounds like next week it's going to be a bit light in terms of workouts, but I'll be back with at least one edition of The Briefcase regardless, considering there's plenty of rumors to discuss this time of year. The rumor mill during the pre-draft process never stops. It's already in full gear, and potentially we'll discuss some of those rumors on the next edition. But until then, thank you for joining me on this edition of The Briefcase. Please consider liking and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts. I am Casey Voldall. Thank you for listening. Go Blazers.